0: how to train when you have young kids or you are just a parent in general. As coaches, we work with a lot of athletes who have young kids and a lot of other busy life responsibilities like busy careers, traveling, all of those things. A question that often comes up with athletes who begin to ramp up their training for maybe a goal race, like a marathon or half marathon is, man, when do you have time to train? You can put in seven plus hours of training per week. That's a really common question that we get as coaches. Oftentimes people will realize like what the commitment is When it comes to training for some of these longer distance events because the bottom line is when you do have to go out for like these 18 mile training runs during marathon training and you're out there for three hours it can really start to feel time consuming and we all know that we have limited time in the day and being an athlete is just one of the titles that we wear as a human being and so we really have to figure out a way to I don't know if balance everything is the right term, but this is a common question that I get often and I'm sure you also get as well, Jason. Um, And definitely we're not experts in this area by any means. Um, We do have two kids, a five-year-old and a two-year-old, but um, over those years of parenting, I've ran some of my fastest, um, well, I have ran my fastest times and it it can be tricky to navigate these seasons of change and I do think sometimes there's just it's it's tough and so we're going to talk a little bit about the different um modalities that maybe we utilize during our training um and different resources that maybe are available um the points that we're probably going to get into are the different times of days that you can work out, um, and then just different, maybe investments you can make, um, either in, you know, like a stroller, gym membership, um, home treadmill, that sort of thing, and talking a little bit about cost and benefits there. So Jason, do you have anything to kind of kick things off? Because I know um, you probably get asked this, well, maybe you don't, (laughs) but I don't know, do you get asked this question?
1: I usually don't too much. You know, especially the last few years, I think a lot of people that follow me or that work with me know that I have kind of a background as a teacher, right? So I spent about 10 years in schools where I, I did have to be in the building, um, you know, Monday through Friday from, depending on the, the job uh, or what grade I was teaching, it was anywhere from like uh, 7 to 3.30 or it could have been like um, maybe 7.30 to 4 or something like that, you know? So um, I know it is tougher if you have a job that does require you to be present during like the same hours every day, Um It requires a little bit more um planning and prioritizing and so um you know i think with the last few years a lot of people might have shifted and worked from home and so that maybe gave them a little bit of flexibility at Mm -hmm. times but now if they're back it could be more difficult right and so the other thing too that comes to mind is just how everyone's family maybe operates on a different Mm -hmm. time schedule like some people they like to do things um what i would call like we're an early dinner family and an early bed family you know compared to maybe some other families that maybe keep their kids up late or maybe do dinner late, like six thirty 7, 7:30, and so, depending on like how you live and and um, you know what time you're doing breakfast in the morning, all of these factors can really you know affect maybe what time of day it's best for you to try to get your runs in.
0: Right, and I feel like it's such a personal topic, right? Like, also mm-hmm. a lot of people. Um, I have a social media following. It's pretty small, but you know, a couple, like what 17,000 people follow me or something like that. And I often will get like the question of maybe they see me running in the early morning and when it's still dark outside and people will be like, Well what time do you go to bed? And I always say it's, you know, eight, nine, whatever and they're always like, Oh, I you know, I wish I could do that or Oh, I could never go to bed that early and I think what people are doing is they're trying to figure out like what is the perfect schedule and the bottom line is the perfect schedule might like shift from year to year month to month right. and we've gone through different seasons even just within parenting where you were working at a school so you had to be out of the house typically by like 6 30 if my memory is serving mm-hmm. me correctly and so trying to navigate getting a workout in before 6 30 was kind of something that was just In my routine something I had to do for a couple of years if I wanted to have something like uninterrupted um, were there other options that could have been available to me definitely right like I could have maybe stroller ran could have maybe utilized the the gym or something like that but I you know we just gravitate towards things that work really well for us so I hate that sometimes if I post something people think oh I have to do that too and so that's definitely not the case and that's why I say we don't have all the answers we can just share kind of like what we do and then Um, maybe even some of the things like our friends and athletes do that work well for them. So don't take anything as like a blueprint, but just know that I think the number one key thing is being flexible with yourself and your schedule.
1: Yeah. um, You you mentioned those seasons of life and how it might look different. And I know we both experimented with sort of like that early morning run. And so I think the the best thing for you know when you think about your situation is what's the what what is the way you can kind of sustain it for the longest right and um if if it's not working maybe try something else i think that's um you know don't be afraid to get creative i know over the years i've switched from a afternoon runner to a morning runner um and then if i had time during the afternoon i might take like a longer lunch and do a run during then so i've just been really flexible with myself and never like oh, you have to get it in by this time, um, just because I know it can be you know it can be a stressor if you if you wake up and you're planning to run or you oversleep or whatnot. So.
0: Right, definitely, and I feel like there's always something that could come up, or there's always maybe like. An excuse right for why we could skip the run or not do it but I think the bottom line is if you are have that more like flexible attitude and flexible mindset you're gonna be able to get more of your workouts in and definitely we're not looking for perfection here I think it's just more about being adaptable and also how can we stay as consistent as possible during a season of life that maybe requires a lot of flexibility. And that's going to be your key there. So we're not looking for perfection, right? And when you work with a coach, it can be a little bit challenging, right? Because you have like workout schedule on the calendar. But I think it's like every day I get multiple emails, we're constantly moving things around. And that's the whole point, right? If something comes up in your life, we can adjust things for you and make it work with your life. Don't feel like you have to oh, you know, my kid was up all night, I'm not feeling great, but i work on a schedule, so I'm gonna, you know, still get up at 4 a.m. It's like, you don't have to have that rigid of a a mindset when it comes to running, and I think that's really like the beauty of things is being able to be more flexible, and in turn, I think that's maybe what makes um, people who are parents maybe a little bit stronger mentally because you are faced with a little bit more challenge that you have to kind of navigate, and so you can't be as... Maybe like rigid and fixed in your mindset
1: yeah i think you know it's 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 um if you're you know if your partner's someone that runs it might be easier for you to have that communication about like um who's gonna run when that sort of thing right but i know if you're in a relationship where maybe you're the only runner um you can maybe have this sense of like guilt like how do i you know explain to my partner that i'd like to run at this time even though it's maybe not most conducive for our family schedule or whatnot so i think that's part of it too is is figuring out um you know bringing it up in a way that's going to be, you know, positive, productive, and just like, you know, hey, this is what I'd like to do. I think it's going to make me be able to, um, you know, do better in this area, or, you know, I'm planning to do my morning workout, but then I can come back and help, you know, get breakfast ready or whatever. And so um, I think there's that part of dynamic too. And I coach a couple couples who, you know, sometimes I get emails from um, him saying he's got to postpone a run or workout, and other days it's her. And so I think that they just sort of flip you know, maybe take turns. Like who's got to, maybe if the kid's sick, for example, they, one of them sacrifices that day and then they just sort of trade off. So.
0: Yeah, it's definitely uh tricky navigating. And I like how mm-hmm. you brought up maybe if one of the person in the relationship isn't a runner, I think, I mean, I don't really know because <laughs> that's not the case for me, but from what some of my friends say whose spouses like really don't work out or not into running at all, they'll say stuff like, oh, like he doesn't understand and stuff like that. But I think a lot of it boils down to just the communication piece because I think as someone who is married to someone who is a runner, there can also be like that other struggle of like, almost like fighting for the optimal time to run. Like, no, I want to run at that time. No, I want to run at that time. So you can see it both ways, right? There are challenging parts about both, right? Even for, like, the weekends. I feel like last summer you did a lot of tries, and so, like, we had to figure out, like, our race calendar and, like, navigate, okay, like, my long runs, your triathlons, like, all these things. Um, There's just more moving pieces, but it is nice to have someone that, like, kind of understands and gets it, but I think that someone who is a non-runner can definitely understand um and get it if you maybe like communicate it in the right way and you just make it um make it something that's just a part of your uh priority list right and I think if our partner knows that it's something that's really important to us and you really communicate that um in a positive way then they're definitely going to want to support you in that endeavor and we also have to remember that a lot of us are runners for our physical health right maybe that's not like the number one reason why we run like maybe some of us are like super competitive low-key but At the end of the day, running is something that does keep us physically active, physically fit, and that is a part of our health. And our health is actually one of the most important pieces of our life, right? Mm -hmm. And so we really want to make time for that. And I think being able to prioritize something... Every day or every week, that's going to make you a healthier person, and not only healthier, but maybe could also be a catalyst for personal growth because you're pushing yourself out of your comfort zone. You're growing as an individual. I think is a really great thing, and there's a lot of arguments could be made for why it should be something that you do regularly, right?
1: Right, and you know, if you're if you're a morning runner, for example, that can be that can be hard, and for your, you know, after you complete a training cycle, I know it can be really tempting to just like. Um, stop doing that right like if you don't have a race on the schedule and so you may kind of fall out of that routine and then it can be hard again to pick it back up right and so that's why it's i think it's really important to try to stay consistent like for example if you're waking up early may, maybe you're not going to run for a while maybe you just still get up early and you do something else with your time that way if you ever go back to running it can be easier um to do that again and i know you kind of have always been more of a morning runner um no. you know when we met <laughs> well maybe you became one yeah, because yeah. of my schedule <laughs> right, that, right right um But for a long time there, I was the one sort of running after school. It just sort of worked Mm -hmm. out better to, you know, maybe run right after the school day ended, and then maybe I'd pick up the kids on the way home. Or if I was coaching, I would just do my run at practice, right, with the team. And so I think it just sort of depends. And um, figuring out, you know, what is going to, I guess, give you, maximize your time. So maybe it's running right after work before you pick up the kids. And I know we're going to talk about that too coming up. So maybe I'll save that part.
0: Right. And so I think, yeah, so coming back to like, talking about our personal experiences, like we've ran at pretty much every time of the day, right? Mm-hmm. Like I've ran anywhere from like three in the morning, like 3.00 AM to get a long road in right before you like go to work. Or I've ran anywhere from like 10 PM, right? It, it's all about finding what works best for you. I obviously have a preference. I think we all have our pref- preferred time to run. Um, but a lot of the times, maybe that's not really a reality. and we just have to talk maybe about what the best options are. So I think when it comes down to developing a routine, it is good to try to have a routine, but again, having some flexibility within there is super important. So maybe you are someone like me who likes to work out in the morning, um, and that's maybe a part of your routine, but, if something happens where like your routine gets thrown off or like you travel or the kids are home from school and they wake up early or all of a sudden you have another kid and like your sleep's all messed up and stuff like that it is good to have additional options and it's good to know what those options are instead of being like well you know i can't do my 5:30 a.m run anymore so might as well throw in the towel and so we want it to be more like a growth mindset instead of a fixed mindset so we're going to talk a little bit about the time of day for running So number one, working out when the kids are still sleeping. I feel like this one's very popular, especially on like social media. I see a lot of people posting this. Um, It's just pretty common, I guess, depending on what time your kids wake up, right? Um, For us, unfortunately, I will share this. Our kids wake up before the 6 a.m. hour. And so if I do run in the morning, chances are you're the one who is waking up with them. So you do have to really communicate and like navigate this with your partner if you are going to be working out in the morning because your kids might wake up while you're working out. And so you might have to figure out and coordinate, um, how that will go down.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, (laughs) you know, obviously every morning might be different depending on when they wake up, but, um, and I know we shifted to more, of, um, you know, maybe like in the wintertime, it's harder to want to get up and get out in the cold, right? right. Um, so, and if you don't have a treadmill and that's your only option, maybe you will figure out a way, man, you know, I just can't seem to want to get out the door at 4.30 or whatever to go for my run. Right. Um, if you have the flexible work schedule, maybe you're doing the run after you bring the kids to, sk- to school or daycare or, or whatnot. That way you're at least getting a run in the, in the morning light, you know, hours. So, um, I think we both kind of experimented with that as well. Um,
0: right. But, yeah. So, that would be like, so working when the kids are still sleeping, I feel like a lot of people think that's like the easiest option, right? But I, one thing I really want to caveat with this, like we're work, like working out when the kids are still sleeping, it is really, really important to prioritize your sleep. Um, getting that, like minimum the minimum sleep you should be getting is seven hours, especially if you're training for like some sort of endurance event. I find if I'm training for a half or a full marathon, if I don't get at least like eight and a half hours. Um, Yeah, so that means if I'm getting eight hours, I feel like I'm almost into sleep deprivation, which probably sounds a little silly to people, but I think sleep is huge. It's the number one. And so if you're not getting adequate sleep, your body's not going to be able to recover. There's just a lot of things that you want to keep in mind if you are sacrificing sleep for training. Um, If you do want to be someone who is a morning runner, I think it's really important to get to bed early. Um, This can be really hard to shift your circadian rhythm to be someone that is able to fall asleep at 8 30 or 9 o'clock at night um and then waking up early and if you're someone who's like wow that sounds miserable i'm not a morning person i wouldn't recommend necessarily doing it then there are a lot of other options so the second option right is working out when the kids are awake so the other um 12 hours of the day they are awake and there's a lot of options that are available um for people and we'll talk about some of like the investments that you can make maybe it's a gym membership stroller all of those things um but the pros of waking up when your kids are awake is that you're getting like the full optimal amount of sleep and everything else that needs to get done once the kids are sleeping so like cleaning up having time to yourself all of that stuff um so you're able to just optimize your sleep probably the cons of waking up when your kids are at home one of the biggest things that friends share with me is that they feel like guilty or like they're missing out on family time that sort of thing And sometimes it can be logistically harder, right? So you have to plan with your partner, your partner and you have to be kind of like on the same page of where you're gonna be out when you're gonna be back and and it's coordinating that.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know, for us sometimes it works out sometimes better that way because, um, you know, maybe you're the one that's getting the kids awake and getting breakfast going when I'm, you know, doing something else, getting work done or whatnot. um, And then that way I can take over and then you can go on your run. And so that way you're seeing the kids too before they go to school for the day. Um, But yeah, I think it just depends on, schedule, routine, yeah, what your spouse's schedule might be like, too, that might really um, depend, you know, that might influence what time of day you can run based on when your spouse has to be at work, and so, um, but yeah, you talk about some of the other things, like gym memberships, I know we have uh, a major fitness corporation here that has a lot of different locations, and they offer childcare. you know, and you can run at the gym, you're not allowed to leave, but you can at least run and do a workout at the gym on the treadmill, so depending on where you live, you might have an option similar to that um so something to look into
0: right and i mean everyone's family is so different right so we could be talking i don't know who we're talking to right like stay-at-home moms or working moms and stuff like that and every job is different right so even if you are a working mom like you could have a super flexible schedule and then you could also be the type where maybe you're like a doctor or something you're not going to be able to get out and go on a run during the day at all um so kind of knowing the audience right so for people who have a little bit more flexible jobs, I have pretty much always had a flexible job just because my degree is in accounting. I had like more of like a business type job before um, coaching full time. But obviously, being self-employed, it's an extremely flexible schedule. And like I realize that that's like a huge privilege and advantage. And I do coach a lot of other people who have f- pretty flexible jobs. Maybe the, it's usually like the desk job type of thing. So maybe you're a computer programmer, engineer, that sort of thing. Um, but a lot of people are kind of surprised by some of the people who do have those jobs. Sometimes they can get so caught up in working because, like, you're you're always working, always on that. It can be really tough to like make that time for you during the day because you do also have to spend a lot of time working. And so I think one thing that helps some of my athletes is they've shared with me that they like create like a Google. Google like events on their calendar each day. Like if they have a workout or something like really specific that they have to go out and do, they try to like find time in their work schedule to fit it in. um, And that just works really well for them because for some of the people who have the more flexible schedule, they're able to maybe work earlier in the morning um, or later in the evening and kind of make up that time in their schedule Mm -hmm. rather than work that full eight hours sitting, staring at the screen. Um, and there's actually been a lot of studies that show that if you are able to get up, walk around, that sort of thing, it's actually really good for you. Um, so I think sometimes breaking up the day, that can be a really great option if you are someone who does have a flexible job, um, kind of like we do or any sort of desk job, work from home job, that sort of thing.
1: Yeah, and if your kids are at an age where they can start to you know, maybe go with you on a run, maybe they can ride their bike or something or they can you know, play at the park and if you're just running laps around the park or something – um you know just kind of being creative like how can you you, you know how can you get the run in maybe yep. while you're watching the kids uh, maybe maybe you are at home and I know I've, I've had athletes that have a treadmill and then they're running at home while the kids are playing you know and so yep. uh, and I've seen comments like I had to you know pause three different oh, times yeah. or whatnot whatnot so um I think just yeah and then treadmill running or not treadmill stroller running you know we've talked a lot about that we've we've invested in the Bob stroller and I know that for us we we like that and it it just provides, um, you know, it's an option. So like if one of us really has something going on and the only other way to for the other person to get their run in is to do a stroller run, you know, we may shift the workout that we're supposed to do that day to a different day and then just do like an easy three or four mile run in the stroller, that sort of thing. So being flexible with your schedule too on a day-to-day basis.
0: Definitely. I think being flexible is super key. So you might be thinking, I can't just get away and run during the middle of the day. And maybe most days you can't, but like, Maybe you're looking at your upcoming calendar and you're like, wow, like, you know, my next Monday is pretty, you know, open or whatever. Maybe you can try experimenting with other options just to kind of break things up and not be so like maybe rigid in your schedule. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I feel like doing the same thing every single day. I am like a routine person, so I do enjoy doing the same thing every day. But I also think that it is nice to kind of mix things up and maybe see your running rates running routes in a different time of day and just mm-hmm. have a little bit more of that flexibility in your schedule I think helps um a lot but yeah working out when your kids are away can be a challenge I do know some people will try to maybe um like work out right before the school day and so I, I coach a few teachers who are also mm-hmm parents and so they'll share okay like I just bring my running clothes to work and then I'll like put them on right after school go run and then I go home or go pick up because she, she also still has mm-hmm. one It's in daycare so she'll like swing by daycare and she shared like I actually felt really guilty for doing that because she's taking that time out where she's envisioning like oh I but I could pick up my right. kid from daycare at four instead of 515 um, but then just understanding like well, where would you be a year from now if you continue doing that routine? Are you gonna be as happy? Are you gonna be as healthy? All of these things and just prioritizing that time for yourself and for your health is really important. Uh, But yeah, there's just a lot of ways that you can kind of make it work within your schedule if you do have some of that flexibility. Um, The next option would be, again, working out if your kids are asleep, right? So you might put your kids to bed at like 8 p.m and go on a run and i know one of actually your friends who you met like in high school and you guys have been runners for you know two decades he has young kids as well and i often see on his strava it's like 8 45 p.m going mm-hmm. out on a run or run on the treadmill or i see like a lot of his lifting sh- sessions are at night so it seems like he is either working out at 5 a.m or like 8 p.m um and i think that's probably when his son goes to bed i would assume or his kids
1: yeah yeah and you know I think it just depends on the season of life that he's in because I've also seen, you know, runs midday too. So, Mm. um, but I definitely remember that stretch when, what you're talking about. And I think part of that might've been like summertime too, right? Like who wants to run in the middle of the day in the summer? It's hot. So you might um, wait until kind of the sun's going down until it's getting to be nighttime. Um, yeah, I think there's always some give and take with what time of day you decide to run. And like, if your kids are going to daycare, um, you know, for example, if you're going to pick them up a little bit later, maybe that means you don't need to get them to daycare as early, um, or vice versa. If you're going to. Run in the morning, maybe they get the the pro is they get to get picked up a little bit earlier because you already got your run done, that sort of thing. And so, um, you just have to think about like, um, you know, the timing and what, you know, what what's maybe sa- what you're sacrificing in that moment and how you can make that time up later by doing whatever needs to get done around the house too. So
0: right, definitely, and kind of back to your friend who does like the early morning, late night, and he said sometimes middle of the day, his runs pretty much are really random. Like on Strava, it'll be. Any time of day. Like, it could be anywhere from 4 a.m. to 9 p.m., 1 p.m., like, any time. But what's interesting about his job now that I'm thinking about it is he does travel for work quite a bit. And for someone who has two kids, travels for work, has a pretty busy job, I was really impressed with how he's – what was his marathon here? Like, two – Two twenty.
1: Two twenty four. I think. Okay, so you ran like two twenty
0: four, yeah. and then at Boston, just like a year ago, we ran what like two
1: thirty.
0: Two thirty two. Yeah. So it's. I mean, it's just like, is it the same times you was running? Maybe like it is you. Well, yeah. These are actually like his two fastest marathons, yeah. probably. Um. But that being said, you can kind of make it work even if you have a really busy schedule, and I think he actually wasn't running as much mileage um, for those two marathon buildups because he simply just did not have enough time. And I think he was pretty transparent Like when he talked to us about it. He's like, I literally am running as much as I possibly can. Um, And maybe it was capping at like 60, 70 miles a week. And that for him was...
1: 20 to 30 less than what he was doing.
0: Right. And so he was like, well, I guess Mm -hmm. we're just going to wing it. And he kind of had this attitude of like, this is the best I can do. But it ended up being like his fastest times ever. Um, Which is actually really cool and a testament that you can really make it work even if you have a busy schedule. And I think some of the things he does is to like research routes. And I think he's lucky enough where he kind of travels to the same places over and over um, across the U.S. But that is something that you can invest in, right? Um, I know maybe some women who are listening are like, I don't really feel comfortable um, going out and running um, in like a, a strange area. But maybe utilizing like the gym treadmill or trying to get at a location when you are traveling that has a gym treadmill maybe like requesting that you stay at a certain hotel Mm -hmm. that you know has the the facilities Um, one thing that we do when we travel which is not very often but lifetime fitness is really cool because they have gym locations like everywhere and so that can be something that you can utilize on vacation also and that comes in clutch because again they have childcare at all of their locations so you can just kind of go as a family and that's something that we've utilized on vacation before Mm
1: mm-hmm You know, one thing that comes to mind with sort of this variable schedule, you know, if you maybe sometimes run in the afternoon or morning is that it can be more difficult to follow like such a set plan where workouts are always Tuesdays, right? Or long runs are always Saturdays. And so it's really important to, um, you know, when you structure your week or your month or whatever it is, your training plan, it's, it's important to be flexible with, um, kind of fitting in the workouts when you make sure that you have the time and you're recovered from the previous session. And um, and so that, that's, that's the thing with, you know, setting those, setting those plans up. I have some athletes that have those types of kind of crazy schedules. And so you sort of do like a flexible week to week. And we, we just kind of talk about it each week, like which day is going to, you know, make the most sense for you to do your workout. Um, and then depending on what that is, that will influence the next week. Right. Because we want to make sure they're adequately recovered and stuff. So, um, yeah, I think for the, those types of people or schedules, it's really important not to follow such a rigid running, you know, schedule.
0: Definitely. And. I know people who work with different coaches that we have here who are they're like, I can't run on the weekends, which at first you're like, whoa, that, you know, that knocks out like two days of the week. But they're like stay-at-home moms. Their kids are all in school. So they're like, I run at nine every day. Like that's just what I do. And if that – If that's what works, like you, we as run coaches can definitely make that work, right? Having two back to back rest days in a row, is it ideal? No, but like, can it, is it really going to impact you like that much in a negative way? Probably not at all. And if that's what's going to make you the most consistent, it's like, Mm -hmm. let's lean into the things that you can do and really utilize like what you have available and just realizing that like everyone's going to be a little bit different. So Maybe what you're seeing someone else do on social media looks so different than what you're doing, but ultimately don't feel or like judge other people's lives versus your own. Everyone's kind of like on their own journey and you really have to do what works best for your family.
1: Yep. Um, Really good. Really well said. Thinking about just like stress as a whole, right? And how um, you have to figure out like how much can you handle at this given point in time? And so if... If you do have young kids it might, might be a stretch where it is a little bit more difficult to yep. stay consistent with training um so maybe that's not the time to be doing like your you know your um, race that's really important to you maybe maybe you do something shorter or just train for something that's not going to be as much of a time sucker basically and and then come back to that and so um but you know again as as we're talking through this i'm thinking about this i'm thinking sleep to me goes hand in hand so mm-hmm. you have to make sure no matter what when you're thinking about what time of day you're going to run um, or how much you're going to train, how much volume you can handle. You need to make sure you're getting th- enough sleep that supports that. Because the second you start to do more training, absolutely, and, and you're you're under recovering, your training's really going to suffer. And I've seen that with some triathletes that I coach, mm. especially who are trying to squeeze in, you know, multiple swim sessions, Oof. bike sessions, and runs. Yep. And on top of that, they have a family and work, and it's like yeah, it gets to be really, really tough to be to, you know be that consistent for so long. And so mm-hmm. you just gotta make sure that the rest goes hand in hand.
0: Absolutely, really well said. Um, I have a friend that trained for a world major this last fall and she had, I wanna say a two and a half year old and one that was like under one years old, right? The whole time she was training. And I remember like we were gonna meet up for a run one day. She had like 14 or we were gonna do together and we were meet at like 8.30 in the morning, right? um next thing you know like it's it's the evening before she's like oh we have to go to the er like there's you know fever he's struggling to breathe all this stuff so i'm like whoa like that sounds crazy right and it's just there's so many things that can pop up like unforeseen within your training cycle or within your running life when you are a parent especially because obviously like that's the number one priority there um but yeah so it's like I was completely understanding, but I was more worried, like, oh, man, like, are, are you guys okay? But then I see on Strava, like, the next day, 2.30 in the afternoon, it was, like, 80 degrees outside. She went out by herself and did the 14-miler. And I never really asked, kind of, like, what what she did, but she, she basically texted me and was like, I'm either going to do the bob or maybe try to get, like, a babysitter or, like, my husband's mom come right. over or something if, if he's feeling well enough. And so... Um, that's just crazy. I, I mean, like that's a whole different level of flexibility for me. I probably would have moved the long run, run, but the thing is though, the, the thing that she did really well there is I think she prioritized her sleep, right? So she got discharged from the hospital late that night she slept, she made sure she was well rested. I think she gave herself enough time during that day to see, should I do this today? Do I need to move it? Um, and then she just like did it, right? She she got it done, even though that's not the initial plan. That was definitely not how she thought that day was going to go. But I think that story can resonate well with a lot of people because I think a lot of women in general feel really guilty about stuff like that. Like they might say, oh, you know, like I feel bad leaving or that sort of thing. But ultimately you have to decide what's best for you and your family, assess the situation and... If something comes up that like throws you way off track, try not to like dwell on it for for too long, right? Don't don't beat yourself up that like the initial plan didn't work right. out. Um, try to figure out like what's my game plan going forward. And she could have tackled it a number of different ways, right? She could have completely skipped it, taken a rest day, like whatever is going to be the thing that you need ask yourself what that is and um it might be different for each person each scenario each story right it might not always be that you go and do a 40 miler it might be you know i took two days completely off because i felt like maybe i was starting to get sick and i wanted to be there and my kid was actually still really sick and there's just so many ways that you can kind of pivot from there and make sure you're still getting everything done that you need to do
1: yeah exactly really well said i remember that story and definitely inspirational you know and for us i think you know just doing doing what needs to get done is obviously very important and then if you with the flexibility kind of going hand in hand with that um i know i've been i've had times where i've done my run during a time i did not intend to do it just because it seemed to like a window of time maybe opened up and it made more sense okay maybe i should squeeze it in now because you know later you know this is happening or we have this planned um and so um you know there's that too right or like if you run during nap time for example like How often do kids actually nap at the same time every day, (laughs) especially if you're, like, out and about, right? And so, or they take a car nap. the same amount
0: of time, yeah. Right, same
1: amount of time, exactly, right? And so, sometimes you just have to pivot, and um, if you you get a little window of time, maybe just take advantage of it, um, and then you can always adjust your schedule later, so.
0: Right, exactly. And there is that whole, like, unpredictability aspect, Mm -hmm. but I do think um, it maybe makes you more resilient, I guess, to have to kind of... Um, navigate that day in day out. Um, some of the investments that we've made and that a lot of our athletes or my friends have made that help them even people who like aren't parents probably invest in some of this stuff um, that can help you with that flexibility aspect. Right. I think the number one um, is a treadmill at home. I know I, I really don't like the treadmill at all but Same. The thing is, is it's, like, such a tool. It's, like, a gift. It's just another tool in your toolbox. So, if you are... I think during COVID was probably the most useful that treadmill ever was. um, Just because we had like no childcare for several months on end, two kids that were like very young and we just had to kind of navigate um, running. And oftentimes like the weather was bad and you were busy with things, I was busy with things. And so when you are able to maybe get them both napping or have Chase watching TV, stage napping, and then just go on the treadmill, it, it's just such a nice tool because sometimes when you have young kids, even if you have them both nappy, like you can't, you can't leave. So it's like the right. treadmill is such a good tool. Or even for like early in the morning. Now, um, if you do wake up early and you want to get a run in, but you don't want to go outside in the freezing cold, you can use the treadmill. Or I have a lot of athletes whose spouses travel for work. So if you did want to run early in the morning and you have young kids, um, you can't go outside if you don't have anyone at home. So I think it's just a really good tool to have. We actually had it before we had kids just because I think... In minnesota a lot of runners just invest <laughs> in treadmills um it's a really good tool to have uh a lot of people will ask actually about like where we have the treadmill located so that's another thing you're going to want to think about when you invest in a treadmill um if you have like a split entry house or like a two oh, two right. level mm-hmm. just like a one like a rambler with like a basement Treadmills are incredibly loud, so maybe consider can you put it in the garage if you're if you're trying to run on it when people are sleeping. Um, just because I have friends that have like split level houses and they're like I can't even run on it because I'm gonna wake everyone up. Mm, um, yeah, so that's definitely a factor to think about. Luckily, we have like ours in in the basement and we sleep two levels up, so it's it's not really something we think about a lot. But I think if you're able to put it in a garage. Um, that can definitely help. And maybe it'll stay a little cooler if you're doing it, um, in the winter.
1: Yeah, no, I think treadmill is definitely useful too, especially if you live somewhere where weather can be unpredictable if you're down South too, and it's super hot all the time. And I know for me, it's, it's been a time saver at times too, in the middle of winter, like in the morning when I used to, to get my runs done, it's just mm-hmm. faster to get on the treadmill. throw on a pair of shorts and it is to put on all the winter clothes and then knowing that I'm probably gonna have to stop to go to the bathroom after a mile or two it's just convenient to get it done at home quick Um, and I know a lot of uh, um, women that I coach too that run when their kids are still asleep they get up they just get it done quick or you know maybe you live in an area that's kind of um, you know just dark and it's rural and it's not really safe to go out and so Mm. um, for them they invest in that treadmill and so it's definitely one that I've seen athletes, more and more athletes, kind of get, especially with COVID um, and just being at home more. Um, and some athletes out west too that have a lot of um,
0: forest fires.
1: Yeah, the forest fires the, yeah. where the air quality just hasn't been the greatest, right? So for them, it's come in handy too. So um, for cost, treadmills, I think they can run. You want to get a running, a pretty good running treadmill that can handle, you know, um, handle going at a decent pace. So obviously, you can go to a store that sells the treadmills. I'm sure even like a sporting goods store like Dick's it would be mm. fine. Um, and now it probably isn't as hard to find a treadmill as, as it was a year or two ago. Um, so you basically go anywhere. We just went to a place that's kind of a local place that sold a bunch of fitness equipment. And, um, you know, we got it pretty much delivered and set up, installed all within probably a couple of weeks. Um, and nice thing is it's actually been, how many years have we had our treadmill? Like going on. We got on,
0: it in 20, the going on Oh no, we got it in like thanksgiving black friday okay. area of 2014 well, yeah that's the other thing
1: too we got it on a, we got a black yeah. friday deal oh and always go
0: end of the month because salespeople i mean if it's like go. they're you working can, on commission you yeah, yeah you can like kind of negotiate a little because they're you can tell they're like kind of getting a little worried especially they if
1: you go with a friend and you're both gonna buy the same treadmill <laughs> and they get a two for one you know so right which yeah. is
0: what we did that's why we
1: yep. said that yeah um, but I think I think back then our tremor was only like twenty four hundred bucks. It wasn't that bad. Now, granted, now that same tremor would be probably like thirty eight hundred, probably forty two hundred at least. So to get a decent tremor, you're probably looking at like three to five grand, just depending on you know what you want it to include as far as like bluetooth technology and do you want to be able to run <laughs> right. connected to an app on the swift or whatnot um, ours doesn't do any of that but it is a pretty durable treadmill it's and it's super durable. you know if we've had like one or two issues with a sensor that the company comes out and they just replace it and it's been really really a smooth process so make sure you get info on the warranty as well
0: yeah and well and it doesn't help we moved with it like four times yep. so that could be part of the, the reason why it broke all those times but um it has really held up pretty strong. I want to say there's probably about 10,000 miles on the thing. Um that was the number one question that we asked. So when you do go to the stores, I would say which's the most dur- durable. Be like, "I'm going to be run. I mean, we we told them we were going to be running like right. 12 miles per hour on the thing, even though like we don't. We just like wanted them to really see, "Okay, we're really aggressive here. Like we're going to beat this thing up. Like we're going to be going <laughs> hard on this. Like we're going to run every day. Like which one's going to last the longest?" And they were kind of like, "Okay, you guys are crazy, but um, the bottom line is they're gonna point you to the model that that's best for that um, I know there's a lot of treadmills out there that you can get for pretty cheap and those are gonna be like walking treadmills um, I actually know quite a few distance runners who've broken treadmills before because I think they invested in a right. treadmill because oh You know it's only thousand dollars or It's six hundred dollars and then it breaks on them because yep. it's not really made to be running 12 miles with a workout in the middle and You know all of those things. So definitely something to think about the cheaper ones maybe aren't always the best. Um, but the next option that I want to talk about, which I think is my favorite option, is doing a gym with daycare, right? So signing up for one of those is like life-changing. I don't know, it's like revel it's like a <laughs> revelation, right? Like you you can bring your kids there, they have fun, they're being entertained, you don't really have to like we're well. I shouldn't say you don't have to worry because sometimes if you have like a younger child, maybe Mm -hmm. they have separation anxiety and it's hard to drop them off, which we've also had at the time. But if your kids are maybe old enough or maybe your kid's just super chill and doesn't mind being dropped off places, I think it's such a great investment that you can do because usually it's like two hours, right? And so you can get your workout in, you can shower, maybe you can even eat something and go pick them up. So I just think it's like really nice um a huge amenity there and i mean i don't really know how much lifetime fitness is just because like our package is a little bit different than what other people right. do and it really depends on if you're gonna have your spouse on there or how many kids you have but i think to add on like the child care center is like Pretty reasonable it's like yeah. 40 bucks a kid but you get like 14 hours of no probably more it's like yeah. six if you really wanted to go crazy with it right like if you stay at home mom or something i think it's like 16 hours a week of Child care is like forty dollars a month. Yeah,
1: like, so it's, you it's insane. It's cheaper than a babysitter. That's it's for sure. Way and the kids cheaper. have exposed activities. There's they
0: love it. All sorts
1: of things for them to do. And you know, obviously, we're pretty fortunate to live in an area that has these mm-hmm. these clubs around. And um, you know, so you have to check. Well, YMCA. If you're not, YMCA has, has some. Them. I know that there are some other gyms out there too that yeah. have maybe something similar kids activities that you could drop off and you know at least do a run at the same time. But um, yeah, so check check that out. Um, you know, that's, that's been something that we, we've been fortunate to have is, is that that gym. Um, it's like
0: life-changing. You know. um, definitely highly recommend. I'm not affiliated with Lifetime, but you used to work there. I mean, I, I like their gyms, but um, definitely something to think about. But again, it's, it's always like an investment, right? So you have to ask yourself, you know, is it worth it? Am I going to go enough? Um, and if the answer is yes, I, I definitely recommend uh, at least touring or checking it out. Um, another thing we kind of touched on already is the stroller outside. Definitely a really great option. I know these strollers can be quite pricey and sometimes I actually see people in like mom groups ask the question of like, is the bob enough or do I need to get like one of these other type strollers? And I don't know any of the other type of strollers, like a walking stroller or something. I'm Mm. like... No, no, just only get the bob because like you don't really need these other like f- super fancy ones if you if you have the bob. I mean, the bob's the best. I don't
1: know. That's just my
0: own personal. Or I think there's like the or th- Thule
1: or yeah. whatever. I don't even there's know. There's a couple say of comparable it. brands, but right. You know, typically you want something that um,
0: is a running. stroller. Yeah, it's got to be advertised
1: as like a running stroller, and if you go with right. like a. a, a you know $200 one sometimes from like an department store chances are it just might not be like as um, durable or safe so um yeah I don't well, know
0: I, that's the thing about the durability I, I mean we've had the bob for like five years I mean the thing still is brand it it rides like it's brand it feels new smooth it's feels so safe. smooth. You have it's a, a so tire it.
1: lock option, which is which is valuable well, for some They say runners. you're supposed to. You are supposed always to always have I... it on. Yep. But
0: I mean, it's it's a it's a hot topic. So my friends are like, yeah. I would never. It
1: depends run on what pace you're running and kind right. of the, the um, terrain too. Well, if there's it, like grooves there's in the road. Moves, yeah. Put
0: you. I mean, you actually. You um, have to use it. You though. have to use it all yeah. the time. I can't say anything else, right? Yeah, yeah. You don't want to be spinning out the tire, right? Um, so stroller outside really good option. A lot of people don't enjoy it. Um, it really just depends on the person I do think it does take some getting used to I remember the first time running with a jogging stroller or running with Bob I didn't really do it much I kind of made you do it like the first like as soon as we started taking chase out I was like you you do it cuz they get the time you're faster than me I'm like it makes sense like if we're gonna go on a run together cuz that's usually when we used it um and so you used it And then I think the first time I used it, I went to spectate you running the Twin Cities Marathon. So Chase was probably Mm. almost a year, right? So I hadn't used it at all. Here I was thinking I knew anything about stroller running. I was like so shocked at how difficult it was the first time I used it. I couldn't believe. I was like, what is going on? This is impossible. People were all like, just wait till you get the double, right? Uh, But the bottom line is the more more I did it, the easier it got. So I was able to like it didn't feel like I was like dying, not able to breathe, that sort of thing. Um, And you're able to kind of like, I don't know, it just, it doesn't feel as difficult after a while. And even around here, it's like pretty hilly. And the first couple of runs, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so hard. But now it it just doesn't feel as challenging. And we also have like really bad winters. So you go several months without using it. And then in the spring again, I always have to like re-get used to it. If you are someone that is using the running stroller, some of my tips would probably well, there's different types of tips, right? Some people <laughs> want to know tips for like entertaining your kids. That's um, more challenging because it really depends on the kid, yeah. right? So Chase, for example, he when he was like one and a half to two and a half, he didn't want anything to do with that stroller for longer than 15 minutes. Right. So sometimes i do like two mile runs or something with him, like if I was bored and we were stuck at home. Um, but it just he he couldn't do it. Um, but for Sage, like you could go. I'd probably do like a 20-miler with her. She'd just sit there. Um, But I think like snacks, right, music, toys, like all of those things. um, Just (laughs) hand them off like one after the other. But more specifically for you, if you're trying to make stroller running feel easier as the runner, I think going to a place that's really flat, um, if you are able to drive somewhere. So we live in a really, really hilly neighborhood. So anywhere I'm going is like major uphill, major downhill. But if I just drive like 10 minutes, all of a sudden there's a super flat trail and it just makes such a difference and it's just way easier to navigate. So I recommend trying to find a flat, especially if you're trying to get used to it. Um, bringing snacks, all those good things. Doing it at the right time of day, right? So making right. sure like the kids get their energy out or, yeah, get their energy out a little bit before. I me mean, sure you they're not know, like super hungry. Um, I always like have them eat before and then like kind of do like yep. an activity right so they're a little tired um and then they still want the snacks right <laughs> the stroller. so just making sure you're yep. kind of timing it right um and all that do you have well, you're the stroll running dad right so do you have any um
1: yeah i used to do it more it does put a little, <clears throat> little extra um, stress on the calves and achilles so i've tried to do it less over the years but um you know i like to do it in a flat area we've run to like a park that's a good motivator to help our four-year-old you know like okay we're gonna run like you know for 15 minutes to this park let you play and Mm -hmm. then we'll run back so um that's a good idea um just knowing yeah i think it just takes time there's a learning curve to it not only learning how to run and adjust you know your gait a little bit and like how to hold it and and push it but also um how to fold it up fold it down how to um you know you want to make sure you get the right things for the stroller like the
0: weather like the connector yeah
1: maybe a weather shield a connector thing or even like the thing that holds all your stuff like the Mm -hmm. cup holders that doesn't come with a stroller so you have to Mm -hmm. kind of do a little research buy all that extra stuff it's definitely worth it um check the air pressure keep that filled up because that can go down you know fairly quickly um and make it run harder if the tires aren't aren't topped off with air
0: Right, yeah, now, now just thinking back to last, I don't do stroller runs that much, but the last time, last couple times, it's like, I think also keeping it fun for them, like you mentioned the park, sometimes I'll be like, oh, you know, like there's a bridge a mile ahead, and, yeah, and just counting down time. the minutes. Yep. Look for Cause the, Well, at least our four-year-old, he really enjoyed, like, I would tell him how many minutes are left, <laughs> which drove me crazy as a runner, but, like, it was one way to kind of keep them still, like, enjoying it i guess you could say if you have any
1: tips on how to prevent the kids from you know kicking each other I mean, i'd like to know that because that's one if you have She's a double kicking. that's very difficult oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> but like if you can create a problems. separator between yeah. the two that would be good
0: <laughs> right right uh okay and then the last one this is actually one that i don't well we've maybe done it like once for going to a race um but like having a babysitter right so this is like a little bit it's a little up there right it takes a lot more planning um maybe more expensive but you could get a babysitter um that could be an option for getting your treadmill in. and again i don't know people's life circumstances situations um i will kind of share a time maybe when we kind of did this but it was more like a family babysitter so right. it, to me it seemed more like family coming over but um back when you used to coach at the college when you'd go on your, like, overnights, or you'd leave at, like, 7.30 in the morning, doesn't, wouldn't get back till 10. Um, I was stuck at home, stuck, to me say? but I was at home with, with Chase, like, the whole weekend, right, and here we are in, like, little Wisconsin, um, not a lot of people around, but your sister went to school there, so we would just, I would text her, be like, hey, like, a, like the week before, right, it's like, I would know yeah. when your schedule was, and then I would try to coordinate with her, like, hey, can you... Come on Saturday at like literally any time just give me a break because if you do have a spouse right. that travels for work like I didn't really you don't I mean you don't really understand until like it happens to you and then I'm like mm-hmm. oh my gosh like I need help so I was like okay if you just come over for it was like two or three hours um, I'd go out do my run come back kind of shower get a whole meal prepped and then that would kind of like tide me over for the day just to have <laughs> a little bit of time right. to do my thing um, and ultimately booking a babysitter can be challenging right there were a lot of times where it's just like no I can't like I'm busy right like it's a Saturday like no one wants to um so like I would try to get my parents or if that didn't work out my sister-in-law like there's just a lot of like lines of communication and some people are like oh you have like a lot of family around um because I know some people around here like my neighbors and stuff they don't have any family around so they use a lot of like care.com or like babysitters um and that can definitely be a route that you go down as well
1: yeah all good uh, examples. I even think of like our neighbor who's got a kid the same age as our son. Sometimes uh, he comes over here and we watch him and give give his parents a break. Other times our son goes over right. there. So you can maybe set up like, you know, Resources. sort of like play dates. Or, um, especially it's really convenient if it's in your neighborhood because then you're probably seeing them all the time, right? But if it's right. like a friend where you're driving, you meet up at the park, you don't want to leave your kid there with them. So that's a little bit different story. But um, yeah, but, I like how you brought up family. I mean, we've done... We've done a lot of um, runs where, our, you know, parents come over or whatnot, grandparents, and then we go do a run together or whatnot. Well, I mean, so.
0: I think more so just because I'm like, we never, we actually never really do that, but it's more so for like going to races. So even like going to Boston, you know, it's like telling my parents in advance, hey, can you like watch them, whatever. And that, that can be really like tough to like kind of coordinate with the races and stuff when you have kids because it's either you're bringing them or either one of you are going, the other one's not. Um, that sort of thing. So it's, it's just things to think about. There's a lot of different options. I know a lot of people will like bring their kids to Boston, um, which is always an option too. I personally, like, I just find racing to be like, I have like anxiety, right? It's, It's a lot. It's stressful. And so like traveling with kids also very stressful. So I just feel like I would kind of like implode if I had to, um, do all that. So we, we try to get, uh, a babysitter. I don't think we've, we've necessarily flown, to a race with kids um we definitely bring them to like any local race because i think that's that's really fun mm-hmm. um but yeah traveling to a big race kind of like a boston situation that's a that's a different yeah. but a lot of people will bring their kids so do. it's like do it yeah if, if that's what works um it's definitely a fun opportunity uh, well of course if we're both running the race then that it's a little tricky but um right. yeah so definitely i think it's just something to think about um is it worth to invest all this time in your hobby right these are all things to be thinking about um and i think ultimately just kind of getting to a good place mentally where you you feel good about it and then just being um adaptable with your schedule and things maybe aren't going to look the same as before you had kids or you know sometimes we think back to like our glory days or something like people will be like oh when i was in really good shape i had to like do xyz And the reality is you might not be able to do X, Y, Z, um, different seasons of life. Things are just different and you might not be able to do the same schedule or the same mileage or the same, whatever it may be that you were doing before. But I think just keeping in mind that like really no one is able to always do the same thing and it's about being adaptable and kind of navigating the new seasons and being as consistent as possible. That's going to help you kind of reach that next level.
1: Yeah, really well said. I think adaptable is a good keyword. And you know, the other thing that I've noticed too, I I get, I do this sometimes, I see other people on social media that I know have a similar family dynamic, right? Like two small kids or whatnot, and they're like crushing their training, right? And so sometimes Mm -hmm. that can be hard if you play that comparison game. Um, And so just, you know, don't do that. You know, you don't do that about other aspects of training. So why would you about that too? So it's just, it's something that, um, you know, like you said, everyone has their own unique situation. And um, if if you can at least cut yourself a little bit of slack, stay semi consistent for those you know few years that it's a little bit t- more difficult. I think it'll be easier down the road when you decide to get a little bit more serious about your training or you know add a little bit more volume.
0: Right, definitely, and it's not always all about like oh like I have to train for a big event or I have to do this, have to do that. Um, I feel like. You know six years ago seven years ago i always felt like i had to be training for a big event and i literally probably always had the energy to be doing that um just because i you know i just had i was younger maybe or i didn't have kids or whatever uh, but now it's like i feel like i can maybe train for like two maybe a year um one maybe a year and then the rest of the time it, it's just it's tough and so it's kind of like picking picking and choosing wisely and going with the flow so Like, last year, I was, like, super into it during the winter-spring area. Ran a marathon PR. It was awesome. And then, like, for the next three months, just struggled. Like, couldn't – no motivation. Like, just – it was really hard. And so, like, I kind of focused on other things, like maybe doing some stroller runs and trying to keep interest in other ways because Mm -hmm. I was really struggling when I didn't have a race on the calendar, um – Or, like, my workouts weren't going well. I just kind of stopped doing them. So, what I did during that season was kind of trying to make it fun. Like, okay, I'm going to go on a stroller run. Like, I'm going to pump my kids up, get my kids excited to go on this stroller run. Because, like, their excitement is contagious. And I feel like I used to do that when I would run with our dog a lot. Like, I would be like, I really don't want to run. And then, all of a sudden oh, like, Abby was super excited to run, our dog. And so then I kind of was excited. And so our kids really liked to go on stroller runs this summer. So I was like, you guys want to go mm-hmm. on a run? Then we can go to the park after and maybe get cake pops. And then just, like, talk it up like it's this really fun thing. But even though I really didn't want to be running that much, I knew, like, the consistency was going to be a good thing for me. I knew I needed to kind of continue to... Take care of my health and not just wholly go like black or white thinking because sometimes I I have the tendency to do that. Um, And then I was just like, I don't know when this motivation is going to come back. And then like, boom, end of July, like motivation came back. And I was like, wow, this is so awesome. And so I was really glad that I tried to maintain like some sort of a base during that time, even though it Mm -hmm. was really not... Um, what I had planned to be doing but then I ended up running like a 119 half marathon which was insane and I never thought I would be able to do something like that especially having two kids and all that stuff but it's um it's, it's, it's it's exciting stuff and I think just trying to be as consistent as possible even if you're maybe just in a weird season where you're like I just really feel like I'm never going to get to my end goal I feel like I'm never going to get back to that level of fitness that sort of thing Um, those are a lot of thoughts that I've had on my journey but I think the biggest thing is trying to stay consistent and then just remembering like why you do it I know we've done like a whole podcast episode about like remembering our why and for me it's like I just want to have a family culture that really values health and wellness because I grew up in a family that we didn't do sports we didn't do healthy activities it was just I mean we valued academics a lot so there's a lot of push on that so that was part of my identity but we were not the family that was like ever doing anything active. And so my kids kind of grew up in a different household where we're always doing active stuff and that's kind of activity equals fun. And I want them to kind of know that's a family value of ours and everyone's family is different, but I'm assuming that, you know, if you're listening to this podcast and you're a runner, you probably want your family value to be Mm -hmm. something along those lines, right? And so that's why I just kind of continue to show up um, and then obviously for health purposes, uh, it's good to, you know, work out just for your cardiovascular health and having that right. sh- box checked. When you can do something every day that just like checks a box of like, okay, I did something for my health. I did something productive. It's, I don't know, it just like it starts the day off on the right foot. And I just know that like, the rest of my day goes in a really good direction once I can do that, even though there are a lot of days where we wake up and I'm like, I just can't think about doing this right now.
1: Yeah, right. I, You know, we only have so much energy, and I know with little kids sometimes, um, you may feel like it's tough to find that energy, right, to, to do a run or to do a workout. And so, you know, during that time, you just need to make sure that you're giving yourself a little bit of grace and being content with uh, doing maybe a little bit less. Um, maybe you're running three days a week instead of your usual five or your ideal um, you know, training load that you want to be doing, or um, yeah, and you're just running less too. Maybe you're getting out for like two, three, four mile runs instead of five, six, seven. And so, right, um, I think um, just kind of redefining what is uh, going to be um, a level of like success for this time period, and then um, setting the bar at an appropriate level for where you're at, and that way you don't feel so lousy about oh my gosh, I used to train this much, now I'm only really training this much. But um, if you can sort of adjust your expectations, I think that will help.
0: Right, definitely. Um, there's just, there's so many benefits to it. And, and adjusting along the way is, is super key and important for growth as well. Um, d- just because you didn't used to do something in a certain way before doesn't mean you can't kind of change. And I think having that growth mindset is, is key and just knowing that throughout your life um, things are going to change and it's about just adapting to those things. And if you really value something, just staying consistent with it despite um, you know the ever-changing seasons that might get thrown at you but we do have a lot of coaches here that are parents I think almost all maybe not maybe not almost all but I'd say like 70% of our coaches are probably uh, parents so we definitely understand what it's like um and really like working with other parents because I think it's something that's Really fun to have for you it's like your you time is something that you're still able to do and it's kind of like part of your identity and it's something that you get to invest in instead of focusing so much on other people it's like your one thing for you and that's why we really like to help people because it's that one thing that you get to do for yourself and so If you've ever been curious about working with a coach, seeing what some of these workouts would be like, seeing what it would be like to have a coach that adjusts your schedule based on your day-to-day feedback. I mean, you can literally send your coach an email and be like, hey, kid was up all night, not gonna run today. Your coach responds with like an amazing message and moves everything in Training Peaks and just like knows everything that you need, right? And that's why I think working with a coach is super exciting and super fun. This is just fun, like supportive cheerleader for you along the way. And also it's data driven. So things are going to make sense and come together within your training cycle based on physiology and all those good things. So if you've ever been interested in that, you can fill out the form at www.runforprs.com to get a free seven day trial working with a coach. If you're worried about like, oh, do I have to enter my credit card information? No, you literally just get to talk to a coach for a week for free. You get to see inside of our app. Everything's going to be tailored and custom to you. And it's just a really fun experience. So if you've ever been curious and you even just want to see kind of like what we're doing in there, you can just go to our website, www.run4prs.com and fill out the form on our website. We can get you set up right away. Thanks for tuning in.